Hey everybody, Massey Campos here. I started pondering this a little bit yesterday, and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot on this a little bit. Um, I'm I'm just gonna give you guys hope out there. If God can do, if He's done this before, He can do it again. And 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 what I mean by that is, there's a lot of corruption happening in a nation right now. In in our nation, we see a, a ton of stuff going on as far as. Uh, you know, government and politics going array where we have Republicans and Democrats coming against each other. Uh, you very see a, a little bit of following the Constitution on on, on any side. Uh, and, and there's just a lot of political division. On top of that, we have a lot of civil unrest. Hey, Jill, we have a lot of civil unrest going on right now. And I figure, well, what kind of hope can I give to people right now that's going to cause them to see that we have to pull through on this one? We can't start depending and relying on the living God only uh with our words hi peggy uh but we have to rely not only in, on scripture and our prayer and letting god do what he's called us to do and so i'm hoping to give you guys some hope today and and again the title of this is if he's done this before he can do it again uh one thing i noticed that during the founding of america if you guys look at any of the historical documents you never one time see a christian patriot or any patriot for that matter say man the times are bad oh boy it's crappy jesus is coming back soon they never one time said that. They acknowledged what was going on. Hey, Dad. They acknowledged what was going on in the nation. They saw the national sins. They knew that they were being attacked. And they said, no, we must respond. Now is the time to get into prayer. So we had the first prayer by Reverend Jacob Deshay. And he goes in there and reads out of Psalm 35. And he starts a two-hour prayer service before the First Continental Congress. And you saw so many things happen. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read some things that were happening during that time to kind of give you an idea of what was happening. And I'm going on from 1774 to when we declared independence in 1776. I'll go through them really fast. Okay. Hey everyone, uh, share this video because I want to give people hope today. I really want them to see the living God in action. And so I'm hoping to give you guys some wisdom and some clarity, what to pray for and don't lose heart. Now's not the time to shrink back in faith guys. Now's the time to push forward in faith. Now is the time to really press into the Lord and say, Lord, we are going to take the land because it's bread for us right now. It is literally bread for us. Do you think that it's any coincidence that you were born during this time that during civil unrest the answer that you have is jesus christ and him crucified and resurrected now is the time to move forward okay so let's let's kind of go on here from 1774 i'm just going to start real quick and kind of walk through some things did you guys know that during 1774 in february all colonies except north carolina and pennsylvania had created committees of correspondence in march on march 31st um it said this that the coercive uh, acts uh, the coercive acts passed uh, in Parliament. One of these is the Boston Port Bill, which does not allow any shipping for except for military supplies uh, until uh, port. Uh, in other words, it was new taxes on teas. Right. Uh, in May 13th, General Thomas Gage, the commander of all British forces in the American colonies, arrives in Boston with four regiments of troops. In other words, we were having foreign lands come on our shores and come against the people. Basically, they were they were having foreigners come to our nation. And I'm saying foreigners as in foreign armies, not foreigners, but foreign armies. OK. Uh, and so uh, on May 20th, additional coercive acts are passed. The Quebec Act is, is, is termed intolerable and has moved part into Canada uh, and, and Connecticut. Uh, May 26th, the Virginia House of Burgesses is dissolved. June 2nd, a revised and more uh, onerous quartering act is passed. In other words, we had to force people to be quartered in our houses. L listen to this. Soldiers could literally break down your door and step into your house and sleep there and take over if they wanted to. We don't have that going on yet. Yeah, we've got some civil unrest. That's called sin, folks. Nothing right now is overtaking the body of Christ that it can't handle right now. 
Nothing. Nothing at all, right? This is nothing new under the sun. October 13th, the First Continental Congress adopts a declaration of resolves. In other words, it says, here's where we're standing. Here's our foundation. Here's what we're moving into, and we're going to walk in it. November 30th, this is 1774, three months after meeting Benjamin Franklin, uh, Thomas Paine immigrates to Philadelphia. Uh, let's see, Massachusetts Minutemen attack British Arsenal in Fort William and Mary. Uh, after being warned that there's stationed troops there. So uh, this now we're going into 1775. I'm just walking through some, some national sins that were happening at the time. The Declaration and Resolves are presented to Parliament. Uh, on February 9th, Massachusetts declared the state of rebellion. That the British Parliament declared Massachusetts in a state of rebellion. When it was the Parliament that was passing taxes against the states, and they were only reacting to it. Now, Mass does this sound familiar? You have people literally blaming you for the problems going on in America, and you're like, what did I do? I was just trying to be an American. What are you talking about? I don't, I'm not participating in any of this crap, right? And then now you're seeing the moves like BLM and all these things being hijacked by foreign entities that are not even doing that. Now they're talking about green peace initiatives and all this other junk. They're not even Black Lives Matter. So what we're seeing is there's just an over reach of what's going on in America. And guys, it really does start with this one word, government. Government has allowed this to happen for so long and we allowed government to let it happen, right? So let's continue. Uh, in March 23rd, Patrick Henry gives his famous speech. This is 1775. Patrick Henry gives his famous sp speech, give me liberty or give me death in the Virginia conventions. Uh, on March 30th, the crown endorses a new England restraining act that does not allow for trade with co uh, countries other than England. So they were restricting where we could trade and buy and sell. Sound familiar? Yeah, that happened back then too, right? Uh, April uh, 18th, considered to be many by the beginning of the actual American Revolution, the battle battles of Lexington and Concord begin with the British heading to destroy colonial arms uh, in Concord, Massachusetts, uh, and so on and so forth. Shortly thereafter, then we're starting to see where they start to adopt in September, where they're starting to adopt the resolutions to say, we're going to declare independence from Britain. We've had enough. There was a whole lot more going on at the time. There was slavery. Uh, there, there, there was uh, government oppression. There was the, 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 the Stamp Act. There was the, 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 the Boston Tea Party had happened, where they were revolting against government, saying, get out of my business right now. Now, you know who was very active in a lot of these situations? Clergy. There was something called the Black Robe Regiment, where the clergy got involved and said, listen, not only should I preach and protect the flock in my church, I have to go out there and fight for them too. You saw men like uh, John Peter Gabriel Muhlenberg, who uh, was preaching on Ecclesiastes 3, and he was talking about there's a time for peace and there's a time for war. So then he exposes, he takes off his clerical robe, and it shows a continental army uh, a ve a vesture. So he's got it all on, and he leads 300 men into battle and became a three-star general. That dude was called of God. Now, it was men of God that went into battle. They weren't shrinking back and saying, hey, here's the time. Jesus is coming back. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait. Folks, that was an excuse. That's been an excuse for years as to why we shouldn't do anything, why we shouldn't pray, why we should. America is something God gave to us. Did you know that we're going to give an account for everything we've been given? Do you know the story of the parable, the talents? When you have the, the guy that got five talents, three talents, and then one talent, we're going to be held accountable for that. I have kids I have to raise up in a nation right now that is that is being destroyed by a media. It's all a media ruse. And, and I'm not saying that there's not national sins going on. Of course there is. Of course there is. You know what a national sin is right now? Abortion. You know that's destroyed more lives, minority lives, than any other segment in history. But we don't talk about it. We won't, we won't even say anything. You know what else is happening? Guns in the streets. Now, I'm not saying guns are bad. I am saying this. A fatherless home will produce... Uh, four times more likely that a kid will go to jail. 
a fatherless home, right? And who's the one that God commanded to stand firm in their households? Who's the priest of the house? The father, right? And we, we see the, the, the digression and the progression uh, destroy itself in our families. Now listen, here's the hope. This is what I love. This is exactly what I love. 1776 comes around and our founders are like, okay, dude, we're, we're done. We're done. What do we do? We're done. And they say, we're going to go fight against a British superpower. We're going to take the name of the Lord and we're going to fight. And we're going to go see what God's going to do because we're sick and tired of being attacked. They were being attacked on their own soil. Folks, I'm not even going to get to the grotesque things that were happening. They were breaking into people's houses and raping their wives and their daughters and all these ungodly things happening during the time. Now, again, is any nation perfect? No. Of course there was things going on nationally that were disgusting and they should have never happened. They should have repealed slavery right away. As a matter of fact, the Northwest Ordinance of 1787 actually did repeal slavery. It was a document created to stop slavery, right? And you have a few here and there that were saying, no, that's that's a big part of our trade. We can't do that, right? So there was a lot of compromise happening, which should have never happened. I agree with you. I can't say that that should have happened. But here's what I am saying. Every nation faces a national sin, and it's up to the church to stand up against it and say, no, no more. We're not doing this anymore. We're either going to stand up and fight in the name of the living God, or we're just going to shrink back. And I'm sorry, folks, I haven't read in scripture yet where Jesus ever said for us to shrink back. Nowhere have I seen where he says when the, tri the, the trials come that you should shrink back. He said, no, 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 be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And that's where, if he can do this once, he can do it again. So then we fight in this war called the Revolutionary War, and it was bloody. It cost us a lot of souls. And John Adams even said this. It'll cost us a great expense of blood. But he said the end is worth more than all the means. And who better to know that than these guys who fought it? The, one of the big things that they didn't do uh, during that time was they didn't teach their sons and their sons' sons about law, why they fought this independence, right? So then we saw a, a, a slow progression away from the Constitution. That's what we're seeing right now. I'm just getting started in the Constitution. I've been studying it for 15 years. I'm just now scratching the surface as to why governments were instituted. They have something called a Constitution. Why don't they even reference it anymore? Churches have something called a Scripture. They have the Bible. And I'm going to read some stories to you right now that's going to give you some hope. And I hope you guys find hope, peace, and rest in this, that we can do this thing. We can see sin eradicated in our nation. We can, because it happened once before. I'm going to read Isaiah 58 real fast. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'm just going to read pieces of it. Isaiah 58 starts like this. It says this, cry aloud, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression and to the house of Jacob their sins. Notice what he's saying. Declare to my people their sins. Man, that, that stinks. And this is what he says after that. He says, you seek me daily and delight to know my ways as if, you were, as if you were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of God. And they ask of my righteous judgments and delight to know, you know, they want to draw near to me. And it says this, well, why have we fasted and you don't see it, Lord? Lord, we've been doing all these conferences prophetically. Lord, we've been doing all these things. And it's like you're not seeing it, Lord. It's like you're not seeing what we're doing. And this is what he says, but you fast for your own gain. You fast and do these things for your own, uh, to, to oppress all your workers, to seek your own pleasures. You know what that means? You know why I take that as? Do you ever notice that people on Facebook, especially Christians or patriots, they're out to win an argument, not to win the soul? You hear what I'm saying? We're out to win an argument, not to win their soul to Christ. 
We're out to say, you know what? One more post, man. I promise you, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whoop him. I, I hope I drink this cup of liberal tears. You know what? We should shame everybody into believing what we believe, folks. That is unbiblical and unscriptural. Nowhere, nowhere does Christ approve of that. If the power of God cannot transform the soul, then we're doing something wrong, and we're using fleshy methods to try to turn people to righteousness. And folks, that has been destroying our nation. We're trying to win people with fleshy methods, not with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God doesn't do that. He says that the that 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 the uh, that their faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. Listen, it's not man that's going to get us out of this mess. Man got us into this mess. Why do we think that our methods and how many words and highfalutin mumbo jumbo we speak from our pulpits or whatever, that's not going to fix it. It literally has to be a move of God. This is why we're calling on revival, right? So I'm going to continue. When he basically reproves them of all of their fasting, he says this, isn't this the fast that I chose for you to do? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? We see a lot of people debating on Facebook and social media and in the media in general, a lot of debates, but it's not winning souls. It's pitting more division. We're seeing a lot of tribalism going on. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless and poor into your house and when you see the naked, you cover him? And to not hide, your, uh, hide yourself from your own flesh? Listen to what he says in verse 8. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn. We're asking God to bring his light on this earth. When we do it his way, this is what happens. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of God shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. I've been here the whole time. If you take away from the yoke of your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. If you take away the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, we're blaming everybody else except the three fingers pointing back. It's us that have, that, that have allowed this to happen. Listen, all racism and, and hatred and bitterness and all these things, you know, Scripture talks about that. In the last times, perilous times shall come, he said. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, boastful, proud, arrogant, haters of, of their fathers, haters of mothers, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, the Bible says. We should have expected it because when we love ourselves more than God, of course that's what's going to happen, right? That's what's going to happen. But here is a little bit more. He said this, if you pour yourself out to the hungry, this is where the hope comes in, and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom shall be as the noonday. And the Lord, your God, will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters don't fail. Verse 12 says, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. What are we missing in America right now? The ancient foundations. This thing called the Constitution, how it was mixed with Scripture and the Spirit of God breathed on it. And men and women fought, bled and died for this thing. We're asking the Lord to rebuild the ancient ruins. Now, people are saying, you want it the old way when slavery is coming back? Is that of the Lord? No. Slavery is not of the Lord. So don't come at me with that because, hey, there's a lot of Christians that can mess up the scriptures. I'll tell you what. It happens all the time. It happened during Christ's time. You know, there's something called the Pharisees. Put a lot of unjust rules on the Lord, right? A lot of unjust rules. They try to catch God in his words all the time. Christ, I should say, in his words. So don't, don't, don't come at me with that. 
And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt and you shall rise up the foundations of many generations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of the streets to dwell in. If you turn your foot back from the Sabbath, from doing pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor, if you honor it, not going in your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, he said. Oh, yes, I got another one for you. This is freaking awesome. You guys want to know why it's been so difficult to get any traction right now? It's because we're still in the pluck up and root out stage. We're still in the pluck up and root out stage. We're still plucking up old things. I want to read this to you. This is Jeremiah 31. It says, Jeremiah 31. Listen closely. He says, thus says the Lord of hosts. This is verse 23. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Then shall again, you, they shall again use the speech in the land of Judah and in the cities where I bring them back from their captivity. The Lord bless you, O home of justice and the mountain of holiness. Listen, you know, it was, uh, who was it? Ronald Reagan that called the nation, this nation, a city set on a hill. Listen to what he's saying here. He's going to restore this tongue again after we go through this process, okay? It says this. This is what you're going to say. The Lord bless you, O home of justice and mountain of holiness. There shall be, uh, there shall dwell in Judah itself and all the cities together, farmers and the going out with the flocks. For I have satiated the weary soul and I've replenished every sorrowful soul. What's going on right now? Sorrow. What's going on? Division. What's going on? Delusion. Whole lot of delusion going on. I don't care what you believe about this virus thing. There's a whole mess of delusion about this. And you know, it's funny, we're, we're being divided on which, whether we should wear masks or not, which doctors are coming out that it's unhealthy. And we know it's unhealthy. And you know what? There's no death toll greater than the flu right now. And they're literally holding America captive because we're afraid. America lives in fear. That's the only reason they could succeed with these causes. It was Senator Jim McDermott that what said you can get people to do anything with the use of fear. And that's exactly what they know. They know they can reduce the American people to two basic instincts, fear and greed. If you can appeal to their fear and to their greed, here, let me take it a step further. They appeal to our fear, shut down businesses, and then they say, hey, we'll throw you 1200 bucks. We'll pass a stimulus bill to throw you some money. It'll be okay. We'll make sure we'll take care of you. Does anyone else see this like trickery? Does anyone else see this? Or am I just the only one that sees this? And I don't care. I really don't care if people hate what I'm saying. Because it's the truth. We've left off the foundations of God and the Constitution. And that is the only reason these causes succeed. Because we don't know our own laws. Now cities are passing laws that are unconstitutional. They're not even following their own state ethics and their own codes and governors. Especially here in Florida right now. Right? So let's go back to this. I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent. Verse 26, that's Jeremiah 31. I, after this, I awoke and I looked around and, and my sleep was sweet to me. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and the seed of beast. Listen to me. This is good. And it shall come to pass that I have watched over them. This is where I really want you to capture this. I will watch over them, listen, to pluck up to break down, to throw down, to destroy, and to afflict. I've watched over them as they were doing this. They plucked up, they break down, they throw down, they destroy, and they afflict. Isn't that happening right now? Can I get an amen? That's what's happening right now? But listen to this. So I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. 
So I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. In those days, they shall say no more. The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's uh, teeth are set on edge. In other words, they were going hungry. They were going hungry. But everyone shall die of his own iniquity. Every man who eats sour grapes and his teeth shall be set on edge. And then that's when he wrote about a new covenant. Why, why did I title it this? Why did I title it? If he can do it once and do it, he'll, he'll do it again. Because it's written in scripture that he nations have been destroyed. Nations, the foundations were forgotten. But he promised that he would arise them again. Folks, listen to me. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. Everybody says it's the last days. I don't know. Yeah, of course, there's wars, rumors of wars. Of course, that's been happening since civilization started. We've seen earthquakes and pestilences and ravagingous diseases and all these things. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. So it shouldn't be used as an excuse to stop you from prayer. It shouldn't be used as an excuse to stop you from doing your job and duty. It should only push you to seek the living God to show himself strong on your behalf so that you can show the glory of God to the world. Because that's what this is about. You are dead now. As a Christian, your life is not your own. You're bought with a price. Now is the time to step in faith and say, Lord, what do you want me to do in the season? What's my ministry right now? What have you called me to, Lord? You want me to be a Facebook missionary? Shoot, I'll do it. You want me to go out there in the streets and go out there and preach in the street? Fine, let's do it. You want me to go be, am I an apostle? Am I a prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist? Am I the gift of helps? Am I the one that's supposed to go lay hands and do ministry? Am I, am I, am I the one that's called to the prayer closet? You who don't pray right now, you are say it's time, it's hard to pray. You're probably the one to call to pray. You're probably the one that's called to pray and intercede for the nation if it's hard for you to do. You know why it's hard for you to do? Because of distractions. You know why it's hard for you to see what's going on in America? You probably have a prophetic eye. There's just a lot of distractions going on in your life. And I really want you to hear this because this is so good. That God is faithful to write it to us and the founders left us as an, as, as an example of what can happen to a nation submitted to one God. One God. And they knew it was the Judeo-Christian God. They knew that without God and divine providence, that's why every state, well, 43 states acknowledge God is the giver of rights. This is why our declaration said that God is our author of life, liberty, and property. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is why they said they depended on divine providence. The only thing that could get us through this right now is the living God. So I'm here to encourage you with that. So I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for the nation. I'm going to pray for God's people because now's not the time to shrink back in faith. Now's the time to step up and move forward. Now. Right? So let's let's pray. I hope everybody that's watching, man, I hope y'all got something out of this. I hope this made sense. Um, I didn't have a lot of time to like prepare something, but I knew this is something I wanted to talk about, uh, at least to give you guys a little bit of hope uh, in this in this in this nation and in the season right now, because you got a lot going on in this season. And I promise you this. Bible says in Psalm one, you shall be a tr like a tree planted by the rivers of water who yields forth fruit in its due season. Now's the time to start yielding fruit. So I'm going to pray right now. Father. Lord, I ask for your anointing and I, and I plead the blood of Jesus over the people watching and over the nation we have. Lord, even with all the sin going on, with all the unrighteousness going on, with even a government that's become despotic in a lot of ways, even with a, with, with, with a people who have not sought your face, Lord, there is a remnant that has been seeking your face, Lord. And you, you said a lot, if there was, I'm sorry, if you said to, 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 uh, uh, yeah, a lot, if there was 10 righteous men that you would stop and you would stay your hand. But Lord, there are more than 10. And Father, I ask for repentance in this nation. 
Father, I'm asking for a revival in this nation. I'm asking for the states, Lord, to start submitting to their constitution, their preamble, that says that Almighty God is a blessing of freedom and liberty. That we would go back to proclamations of thanksgiving and day, uh, days of prayer and fasting for the nation, Lord. That we would see a change now, Father. All those saints that have been praying for years, Lord, because we've seen unrighteous seeds sown. That, Lord, you would restore that back to us in Jesus' name. That, God, you, you, you own everything. That you don't even need us for this work, but Lord, what a blessing it is to be a part of this work. What a blessing it is to have you at our right hand, Lord, and that you would show yourself strong on our behalf. That you would show yourself strong on the behalf of the, behalf of the righteous. Lord, that you said unto us, say unto the righteous, it is well with them. It is well with them. Now is not the time to shrink back. Now is the time to move forward. Father, I thank you for faith in all of our hearts right now. That, Lord, we receive your word and we receive, receive your spirit, Lord. And that, Father, we receive correction. This nation, more than anything, needs correction. This nation, more than anything, needs to hear the reproofs of the Lord. It needs to hear the reproof of the word. It needs to hear the reproof of the spirit sometimes in our hearts and say, no, turn around, repent. Repent from your wicked ways. Now's the time. Lord, I pray that we hear it and that we obey it and that we listen to it in Jesus' name. And that, Father, you would bless our obedience. You would bless, Father, just that, our obedience. We don't have anything else to offer you. We don't have any sacrifices. We don't have anything. Our money means nothing to you. Um, our works mean nothing to you. But, Lord, our hearts, we submit them right now, all of us. We submit them to you right now in Jesus' name. Father, take our unpure hearts, make them pure and righteous. Lord, take our hearts, Lord, where we want to see something done. Lord, you transform us into the renewing of, of, of your word and your spirit, Father. Wash us clean, Father, and make this nation whole again because it can happen. In Jesus' name, Lord. God, I thank you. I thank you on the behalf of the saints, Lord, that are praying, that have been preaching. Lord, that, 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 those that have labored, even those that fought for this nation, Lord. Their prayers are coming back to us right now. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Guys, God bless you. Again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. I hope you got something out of this whole thing. Um, I know I threw a lot at you, but it was really good because I thought, you know what? Now's the time to receive hope. If he can do this once, he can do it again. We just read it in scripture where he took nations that were destroyed and now he, he took them up. Uh, 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 he redeemed them again. Listen, America was in a despotic place once before. 200 years ago, even 100 years ago with the Emancipation Proclamation. But God can restore his word. Trust me, he can do this. We're not dead yet. We're still breathing, which means he hasn't come back yet. So now's the time to pray. Get together. Start thinking about these things. Start reading your constitution. Start reading scripture. Start praying more. Now's the time to start teaching others. You know what? Now is the time to take God's word serious about going and making disciples of all nations. That means that takes time, teaching, patience, and love. That's all we need right now. Time, teaching, patience, and love. And we go give that to others in Jesus' name. Love you guys so much. Thank you for all your words, your support, your prayers. And uh, we will see you on Sunday during our live broadcast. Love you. Bye. Share this.